How were your ears as a teen? For me, they were uh, really tough. I didn't really enjoy being a teenager until I was about 18, 19. Like when I graduated from high school in 1979 and I was living out in the world, that was great. And, and so 18 and 19 were okay. The rest of it was pretty tough. I, I went to an all-boys school that I did not enjoy and I was very insecure. And going to an all-boys school and wanting to meet girls made it really difficult because you had no practical interaction with them. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was a bummer. And home life was not all that joyful. And so I look back at those years until I got out of the house in the summer of 79. I look back on all of that, it was, it was pretty damn miserable. The only thing that really got me through was music. Would you say it was like hard to be a boy in your generation or just like? I can't, I can't think it was especially hard being a boy. It, it was just hard in my particular setup with uh, five days a week with my mom, two days a week with my dad, going to a, a prep school that I did not like. That was way far away from where I lived. So get up very early in the morning, go to a different world of like sheetrock mansion nightmare, and then coming back to the city of Washington, D.C. It was just not enjoyable. So I, as a male, I can't really speak to it. As me, Henry, the skinny guy on Ritalin, it was fairly awful. <laughs> Would you like to be a teen in this generation? So basically, would I like to be 17 in 2019? Yeah. No. Why? Why? Because I've had a long time to not be young. And I'm not saying it's no good to be young now. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be able to tell you the stories that I can tell you. And all my favorite stories in my life are music related. And so if I was a teenager now, I couldn't say the time I saw Led Zeppelin, they were great. And I did and they were. Yeah. <laughs> or when Dee Dee Ramone sweated on me the first time I saw the Ramones. He did and it was great. <laughs> And so, and I'm not saying new bands these days are bad, I buy those records too. But I feel really lucky to be born and raised where I was, when I was. And adulthood is no bad thing whatsoever. I think though, that the differences, for me it was like 1970 something when I was a teenager. I think the differences between 1970 something and 2019 are profound. The internet, what a young person can see in high definition on their phone was never anything that I was able to experience. And I'm not a prude, but I think that there's some adult content that is not really good for a young person to see and bring that into how they're being socialized and culturalized as a young person. And I think there's a danger there where they're seeing, well, this is normal. No, actually it's, it's really misogynistic. And that's not how you should treat someone. And so I think there's a lot of, if I was a parent in 2019 with a 15 year old, I'd be like, well, do I get in trouble if I keep the kid welded into a cage until he's 45? Because there's just a lot of opportunity for things to go off the rails where when I was young, there was just not nearly that kind of opportunity. I think young people will be fine. I'm just saying there's a lot of information out there that's pretty heavy duty. So I have this question for you, saying like social media and all that. Like how would you improve this generation? Well, when you see statistics that say that literacy levels are dropping in, a, in the United States, that's, that's, a, that's terrifying. 
uh, people need to know how to read. I mean, educated people make really good choices most of the time. And so I would really be stressing, and this is nothing new, I'd be the education, I mean, if I was president, I'd be the education president. I'd be like, we're defunding this, don't need any more tanks. We need more books and we need more laptops on, on, on desks and we need more kids in the school. Because that's how you make better choices. There's your border security. There's your uh, anti-terrorist thing, smart people. And that's how you make a cleaner, better, smarter end of the century. And so I think that's what you know concerns me and alarms me in this country. And the meanness of getting to be anonymous online where you can Facebook someone into a state of low self-esteem. And a young person who feels bad about themselves when their hormones are raging and they're changing as they're growing, I think a lot of bad things can happen. And so I'm not trying to sound like some old prude, but I think America is a great place. The United States is a great place. And I think currently there's a lot to lose. And when you see literacy, the literacy rates dropping, that's a sign that we need to reprioritize expenditure, and what the president should be saying and where he should be leaning his priorities. I don't see us. I was hoping for his wife to step in. She's, she's not, she's letting me down. And so those would be my, my concerns. I totally agree with that. You can never go wrong with more education. No, yeah, totally. It, it's what my mom did for a living. She worked in the government trying to get public education systems to deliver better. So imagine her disappointment. I mean, recently in Chicago, we had like the strike for yes. teachers. Resolved today, right? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. 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 Yeah, it resolved when I got in yesterday, mm -hmm. yeah. I personally think that's really impactful because I know for me, like we don't have much resources and like teachers put a lot of time in what we're learning. And it's only the future. Why wouldn't you, why would any teacher or any student say there's not enough of, like really? If, if it was, if I got to boss around that money, I'd just be asking teachers, like, what, what, do, you you, what, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how do you really make this, this place really cook? And they go, well, we need this, this, and this. Like, let's go. Like, are you kidding? Let's go. And when you see where the money goes, you're like, wow, we're, we're going to really be at a great disadvantage at the end of the century if we keep this up. Yeah, I think things will change. Uh, I'm very optimistic. I think that certain things are temporary. But the way it looks now, there's people who are in charge of things who see these statistics and somehow they're not bothered. Or maybe they, that's how they want it to go. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's distressing. Yeah, the system is like totally bogus in that. And I just think it's really unfair. Absolutely. I would think you would want to educate the generation more. So further on, we would educate more. Well, the, and the, the question to ask maybe is why wouldn't you? Like, like, what would be the advantage of not? And when you have the prison industrial complex and the military industrial complex, when, you, when your two main, two main revenue streams are the battlefield and the prison cell, why would you want a bunch of smart people? Because they don't rob liquor stores as often. Mm -hmm. When they, they'll look at a war and go, ah, that one looks illegal actually. You know what? I'm not going. And that's, what, that's the kind of choices smart people make. So if, you're, if two major revenue streams depend somewhat on semi, you know, a fractional information, like, yeah, man, 9-11, what? Maybe that's why if you're looking for the, if you're Halliburton, if you're Kellogg, Brown and Root or Boeing, you're looking at trillions of dollars in the end of the century and where to carve new borders. Maybe that's why you want a, a, an uneducated electorate you know, as Jefferson turns in his grave. But if I was one of those people, 
that's why I'd want a poorly educated electorate. So I could say, they're the bad guys. I need you, you farm boys to go fight this. Okay, man. <laughs> that was easy. And that's why, uh, you know, so I always, whenever you get, you see a, a big obvious question like that, I'd go, I play devil's advocate. Well, if I was the bad guy, how, where would I be getting out of this? And then it, you follow the money always. It's a great time saver. Yeah. Well, on a brighter note, you know, um, what do you like doing in your free time? I listen to music as much as I can. And I'm a busy person. Quite often, a lot of work I do, I can't have music on. Mm -hmm. It's very quiet work. And so whenever I can, I put a record on. So that's, that's, uh, that's when I'm in my happy place. Okay, so what were what, one of your like, favorite records as a team? A record I listen to every Friday, I'll be listening to it uh, tomorrow, November 1st, Friday, is the third album by The Damned. It's called Machine Gun Etiquette. It's been one of my favorite records for 40 years. And I have some of the actual uh, real artwork from the record framed in my home. And I've pestered half of the band to give me free stuff for years from that record. And they keep saying, get away from me. And so uh, uh, that's just one of my favorite records. I, I listen to, uh, there's a lot of David Bowie records I play on almost weekly basis and a couple of records by a guy named Iggy Pop, who means a lot to me. I listen to uh, the Third Stooges album, Raw Power, probably every five days. So I listen to that record maybe about 50 times a year. The Diamonds are great, great band, I'm just saying. Fantastic, <laughs> just good people too. Yes. What is the talent you wish you had, or something you wish you could improve in? A thing in, in the world I wish I could improve, or in America, or of, of myself? Yourself, let's go by yourself. I wish I was more patient. Actually, I don't. I think, well, I think impatience leads to good things. Like, you know, like, let's go. And so uh, let, let's scratch that out. Uh, I wish I could be a, a better listener. People don't talk fast enough for me. I want everything to go at kind of double time. So when someone is taking their time rolling it out, I'm like, really? We're dying over here. Let's go. And so I wish I had, uh, I, I was a, able to focus a little better when it's time to listen. I'm getting better in my old age. <laughs> Let's go back to your teen years. So who did you look up to when you were a teenager? I, I looked up to my best friend Ian Mackay from the band Fugazi and Minor Threat and we've been best friends since we were 12. And he's about a year younger than me so he was my younger older brother. And I still kind of look up to him in a lot of ways. He was like, he made, he's the one who made sense amongst, you know, my friends and I. Uh, as a young person I always looked up to Muhammad Ali and the more I learned about him the more I liked him. And those would be two people I remember from being young. And this sounds really weird. And it, you being young, you, it might not mean anything to you. But when I was young, as a teenager, I looked up, in a way, to Ted Nugent. The, <laughs> thank you. Um, and you have to really ignore kind of any time he opens his mouth, because he just says some really tragic stuff. And what I've even said to him, Ted, you really got to lose that part. But he's one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. And he was in the Detroit scene with the, the Stooges, Iggy Pop, and the MC5, and Mitch Ryder, and the Detroit Wheels. And he, he's really from that. And he was part of the arena rock world that I explored as a teenager, pay your 12 bucks and go see Aerosmith, that would brag about not drinking and not doing drugs. Because you'd open up Cream Magazine and all these bands would brag about how much they drank and, you know, David Lee Roth and his like sly Mark Twainian cocaine jokes about skiing in the summer or whatever. 
And I'd go see those bands play, but the best of all of them was Ted Nugent. He was like one of the best, one of the best hard rockin' bands I've ever seen. And he talked about his big high was rock and roll and ginger ale. And I was like, wow. And that was one of the first inspirations for what became known as the straight edge movement. Yeah, the straight edge, yeah. <laughs> was Ted Nugent. And I actually I told him that twice. The first time he kind of blew me off, but the second time I, I, I broke it down for him and he kind of gave me, like, oh, that's pretty cool. And that was a, a term that, it, it, when you go into the dictionary now, is defined as a youth movement that eschews drug or alcohol. Ian MacKay coined the phrase and made it into a song. Minor threat, yeah. But we got it from going to see Ted Nugent shows. And so by the time I was 17, I'd see Ted Nugent every time he came to the Washington, D.C. area. And it was always a great show until Van Halen blew him off stage in 79. And I've told David Lee Roth that story. And Henry, he told me exactly how many people came to the show and how much they made in merch that night. Anyway, the Nuge I kind of looked up to because he was a wild man and he got high on rock and roll and ginger ale. And we actually were able to find a dusty six pack of Werner's ginger ale at a wine and cheese shop in Washington, D.C., Werner's ginger ale. And Ian and I, we drank it lukewarm. We were so eager to hear what to, to taste, see what it t tasted like. We didn't even put it in the refrigerator. We blew the dust off. It had dust on it. Because in Washington, it's an import item. And we're like, the elixir, the Ted Nugent drink system. We drink it like, okay, it's ginger ale, whatever. But he's one of the main reasons uh, that we didn't drink or get high in school is because the Nuge didn't. And I don't know if he really understands the impact he had on some of us. So he's a guy I looked up to and then just kind of my adult life just kind of wondered why he said that and that and that and that and that. What gives you motivation to keep going or not? I'm motivated by anger and curiosity and mortality. I have no spiritual beliefs. There's no afterlife for me. So, and I know I don't feel the same as I did when I was 19. I know I look the same, but I don't feel the same. <laughs> and so I, I want to basically do what I want to do while I still can get up without going, ah! And so... I try and keep a vigorous schedule because I'm, I'm mad at the things I don't know. I'm kind of angry at the fact that I haven't been to that country, that country, or that country. And so my anger fuels my curiosity, and my curiosity fuels my anger. And it's not anger like I, I kick a dog or punch a hole in the wall. I just, want to, I just want to know and do stuff. So anger and curiosity, it's not money. Money doesn't inspire me, nor does fame or acclaim. It's like I want to do stuff. And it, you're young. I'm older than you. Trust me on this. It goes really fast. And it, time will pick up speed. Like right now, every day is like a knotted rope through your nose. Like, ow, ow, ow. You hit your 20s and you're 30 in about 20 minutes. 30 to 40 is like a day. And suddenly you're 50. You're like, whoa. And if you don't use that time really well, the cart gets ahead of the horse and you're in woulda, coulda, shoulda mode. Because rent turns into mortgage and hey, I like you, turns into family, and things get really real. And so if there's countries you want to go to and things you want to do, I would recommend you start prepping that bucket list and really aim to start checking those boxes. And it takes a lot of oomph to get out there and do whatever it is you want to do. Because suddenly, you'll see that a lot of your life is behind you. I'm not trying to be tragic. I'm just saying that um, it goes really fast. And I'd like to think that I've used my life I'd like to think that life will be happy when I'm dead because I keep whipping this every day with a stick. And so uh, that's how I try and live. Very serious question going on. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, 
wow, I haven't had one for a long time. As soon as it has bread and a meaty filling, I'll go with sandwich. You'll go with sandwich? I'm going to go with sandwich. Like a tomato's a fruit? I mean, is, is that a regional thing? Is that a, a Chicago thing? And, uh, I, man, I forgot what a hot dog tastes like. It just looks kind of undoable. I just, you know, I know enough about slaughterhouses. I, I'm, 